1: This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers.
0: Welcome in. It is Tuesday, April 23rd. Thank you for coming into the show. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. We do this show every day, 10 to 20 minutes, somewhere around there. uh, After 3 p.m. Central, sometimes it's 4, sometimes it's 3, sometimes it's 3.30, Whatever. Uh, if you would share the show out, uh, I've got the chat bot up, so toss in a comment. Let me know how you like the show. Let me know what you think of the uh, the topics that we got. Here's the rundown for the show. Dwayne Haskins red flags before the NFL draft. Uh, we had not seen anything uh, that would spook anybody from drafting him before now, but, uh, but there's some stuff that has come up. Uh, the college hoops trial has opened with college football news. So we're going to talk about that, of course, and the Las Vegas Superbook is headed to New Jersey. We'll talk about what that means and whatnot, and then I got you some daily picks, of course, as always. Show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code WCE50. You can get a 50% deposit bonus. That's you put in 500 bucks, you're going to get 250 bucks for free. You put in $100, bucks, you are going to get 50 bucks for free. You put in $1,000, you are going to get $500, et cetera, et cetera. You know how this works. You're going to get a 50% deposit bonus. It's the best online sportsbook layout, uh, the best online sportsbook for recreational gamblers. You just want to put 10 20 30 bucks on a game. You want to put 100 on something big, something like that. This is your best spot to do it. If you're trying to learn how to gamble, this is the best way to do it. MyBookie.ag. Uh, make sure it is legal in your state. Make sure it's legal wherever you are but mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. Topic number one, Dwayne Haskins, NFL Draft Red Flags. Haskins has been rumored as a possibility for the New York Giants with the number six pick in this upcoming NFL Draft on Thursday night. If you were looking for red flags, Ryan Dunleavy from NewJersey.com or NJ.com has found it thanks to a phone call with... Dwayne Haskins' father, uh, Haskins Sr. And what happened here, if you go read the story, uh, his, Dwayne Haskins Jr.'s father hung up on him. Uh, the star's mentor, Muhammad Sanu, had no comment on him. An official at his Maryland-based high school says he was told to direct all media inquiries to the family, especially from reporters uh, from New Jersey. I got to tell you, uh, this guy went through two months of trying to figure out stuff about the past of Dwayne Haskins. He grew up in New Jersey. Uh, he he wanted to know more about the prospect because the Giants, it looks like, are in the uh, in the market for a quarterback in this upcoming NFL draft. Haskins is the best passing quarterback in the draft. It looked like a clear fit at number six. So of course he's digging around and whatnot. Uh, he calls Dwayne Haskins' father. And he says, uh, it, this is a transcript, and I'll just give you the the first little bit. He said, it's huge news for a New Jersey native to be in the mix, to be the next Giants quarterback. I found my sources, and I'm going to write a story, but I'd really like to have you or Dwayne Jr. with the voice in the story. Can you give me some time? Haskins Sr. responds and says, I just want to be clear with you. What is the content of this article? And what are you looking for? I'm familiar with aspects of reporters. I have an entertainment background. For me, I want the content to be consistent with our family core values. For me to participate in an interview, I want to make sure it's accurate. What I came to realize throughout this process over the last 10 years, there are sources that are just not credible. They are self-serving and promoting to use Dwayne's likeness. For me to participate, I need to know more in detail. Who did you talk to? Because a two-minute or two-day encounter does not define a relationship or know the core values of our faith and how we operate, which already sounds a little crazy, right? So the reporter, Ryan Dunleavy, uh, responds and says, I totally understand. I talked to Rick Mance, the former South Brunswick football coach. I talked to Jake Rodriguez, the South Brunswick Pop Warner president. I talked to Tony Reciope, uh a quarterback trainer in New Jersey. I talked to Mo Jabi, who Dwayne Jr. says is his best friend. I talked to a neighbor from South Brunswick and a neighbor from Highland Park. Haskins Sr. responds, some of them are not credible. He said, I've known most of these people for many years. They are credible in my eyes. He said, excuse me, I am the, uh, the source. This is how the rhetoric goes down when it's actually self-serving and incorrect. And the, the guy goes, this is not a negative story. This is something I've been working on for months. He said, I understand. I'm trying to tell you as the main source that's actually involved with the participant. It should be cleared with me out of respect. You can't write something that's not correct. And it goes on and on and on. You can go to NJ.com and and read about this. Uh, The dad is... I mean, it is mind-blowing. He is described in a recent ESPN story as an entrepreneur promoting Christian and gospel music. Uh, This guy, it it wasn't even a bad conversation. Like, it's really crazy. But, uh, I mean, he... He determined that Dwayne Haskins Sr. determined there was no middle ground with this reporter. He hung up, and when the reporter called back, he had to leave a message. He had to send a text. He got no replies. After that, uh, a Bullis school communications official did not reply to three phone messages and an email looking to confirm information reported elsewhere, and Salento did not return, uh, return multiple messages. This just reeks of something that they are trying to hide if you're not trying to hide anything why in the world like that's what that's what happens with first round nfl draft picks you go back and you get information on the player you figure out their story you figure out where they came from how they grew up how they were raised uh who they've known what what made them want to be a a first round football player all of this why if there's nothing to hide would you try and block a reporter from talking to anybody from your past? That makes no sense whatsoever. So it, if I'm the Giants, I'm I immediately take Dwayne Haskins off of my board because there is no way I'm getting this. This sounds like Lonzo Ball, right? I mean this this is exactly what it is with his father. This is what it is with Eli Apple and his outspoken mother. Like New York already got rid of Eli Apple because of that. So. It, there of course there were other things with Eli Apple, but um Yeah, so that that whole thing just something stinks there. I would stay as far away from that as possible. I think it may end up costing him on draft night because of his father acting like this. That is uh that's interesting stuff. Menace twenty eight seventy four jumps in on YouTube. He said, Take OKC tonight. I do not agree with you. And and we'll go we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the picks. Topic number two College Hoops trial opens with college football payments from a financial advisor. Pittsburgh financial advisor Marty Blazer uh, took the stand today, opened up the trial, and revealed that he had made payments uh, between 2010 and 2014 that were several hundred to several thousand dollars to players from Pittsburgh, Penn State, Michigan, Notre Dame, Northwestern, north carolina and alabama now all of this it that's adam zagoria that that reported that uh and i think it's actually from 2000 to 2014 but much of it was actually uncovered and legislated by the ncaa uh it hit north carolina's football program uh robert quinn from north carolina was was one of the players that uh that got them in trouble um Rob, uh, Marcel Darius from Alabama was suspended for two games to start the 2010 season because he was involved with Quinn, because he had taken like $1,800 in payments from this guy. He had to pay the payments back to a charity, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Venric Mark, running back from Northwestern, was suspended for the first two games of the 2014 season. Similar circumstance, etc. Matt Norlander from CBS said uh, Blazer offered this information under cooperation with the government He's facing a max of 67 years in prison if he lies or misleads. Uh, Blazer said he would pay college football players anywhere from a hundred to $3,000 per month from 2000 to 2013 and 14, usually by cash, sometimes by Western Union. He would send Western Union to friends, family members, or girlfriends, he testified. This is something that college football has known about for a while. They knew about this guy. He was already jailed. He, he became an informant. Uh, forever ago, the biggest accusation was uh, Blazer alleged that he paid the father of then Penn State player Aaron Maben ten thousand dollars, with the payment being made at the behest of an unnamed Paterno assistant coach. That is, uh, that's a big time deal, right? Because if a if an assistant coach asked for a payment to be made to a player to keep him in school. Obviously, that's a big deal. Now, how far back does that go? Obviously, the Paterno stuff was years and years ago. Uh, He's been passed away for, I mean, two head coaches already. So, uh, we'll see what comes out of this as far as college football goes. That was the biggest thing that popped out of the college hoops trial today. And, of course, there will be more because they have more people that are going to take the stand. But I think the defense is trying to prove that this has been going on uh, in other parts of NCAA athletics for years and years and years. That what their clients, Christian Dawkins and, and that bunch are doing, is no different from what has been going on with NCAA athletes for years. And that it is not bribery, it is not fraud, it is just the way that business is done. And we'll see what happens. I don't think they've got any, any chance of getting out of this, but that's what's going on with that. Uh, topic number three, Las Vegas Sportsbook, uh, the Superbook, from the Westgate. It is headed to New Jersey. Uh Jay Cornegy, Executive Vice President of Operations, told Sports Handle on Friday uh he is not quite ready to reveal exactly where and when he'll take the sportsbook brand east. However, once the operation plants his flag, he's taking the super contest with it. And that's what I am most focused on. We have talked about the super contest on our show. For the last three years. We, we've been active for three years now. Um, we always try and do our football picks in the same vein as if you were doing the Superbook contest. And, I mean, it is, it's interesting that this will be moving east. Uh, I think that because New Jersey was so successful, I'm, I'm curious if this, I don't think they're going to allow a mobile gambling uh, part of this, because obviously in Las Vegas, they don't. Uh, if you don't live in Vegas, you have to have a proctor. You have to have somebody go and make your bets for you. On this, the Superbook, they allow the most bets out of any book. They they have so many options, so many different things for you to try. Uh, these are just a few of these. These are the firsts in the U.S. at properties in which uh, uh has had the leadership role The first million-dollar parlay card, the first in Nevada to operate cash sell windows where players could wager and cash sports bets, the first to have a formal relationship with ESPN, uh, through which the All Sports Network uses Superbook lines, the first to offer a drive-in sports betting window, which is awesome, first to put up an early NFL line, which is a week and a half before scheduled games, so you can bet on the next week's games before this week's games even take place. Uh... Which is a little crazy because why would you make that bet? but there's some people that want to do it, right? So if you see value on a line, you make the play before you see what happens with this game. Um, the first to have individual televisions at every seat. this was way before large screens were perfected and came into use. The first to combat a succession of boring uh, Super Bowl games by uh, sorry, to combat a succession of boring Super Bowl games by exponentially expanding Super Bowl props. They offered more than 400 Super Bowl props in 2019. That is insane. The first to offer expanded action on worldwide soccer league games. uh, The first to book every weekly PGA tournament beyond the four majors. The first to take enhanced action on NASCAR races. The first to offer an MLB total wins contest. First to offer a master's contest, etc., etc. What they do is they take anything that the public might be interested in gambling on and they offer it easy enough, right? Some sports books out there will only take certain things, right? So if you wanted to make a play on Drew Brees over 250 yards passing in the NFC Championship game, like the Superbook for years has allowed it. The majority of sports books up until recently had not ever even thought of that. They just took, "All right, well do you want New Orleans or do you want the Rams? Do you want the over or do you want the under? Do you want the first half line or the second half line?" But you know, it, that's what they would do. The Superbook made it cool to allow gambling on basically every aspect of a game. They allowed everything. And it's it, it's where everybody in Vegas wants to go. And now they're going to do the same thing with uh, New Jersey. New Jersey's early success made them want to move out there as well because, honestly, Jersey will be as... Give it a few years... They will be as big as Las Vegas in the sports gambling realm. And, of course, the rest of the country will be struggling to keep up. I doubt that they move a Superbook anywhere else. But Jersey, where it's right next to Philadelphia, right next to New York, you've got millions and millions and millions of actual residents. Not just tourists, but residents that will come in and gamble on this. I think it's a pretty good idea. Pretty good idea. All right, let's close out with the gambling picks for today. We went 4 and 2 last night, ended up uh, up 1.59 units, uh, up 40 bucks almost. Let's uh let's give a few picks this evening. Uh, we got some baseball going on. Giants Blue Jays no score in the first inning. I uh, got 50 bucks on that at -105. Diamondbacks money line at the Pirates, 50 bucks on that at -110. Uh, the Rangers and A's I'm going under eight runs in that one. I don't think either one can uh, can score. I've got 37.50 at minus 105. Uh, I'm taking the Bruins tonight over the Maple Leafs. I like the Bruins at home. I think they get it done. We're rolling with that. 50 bucks at minus 150. The Sharks money line against the Knights. uh, 100 bucks on that one at minus 120. I'm taking the Blazers minus three. Here's the deal. The Thunder have shown me absolutely nothing that they will be able to keep up with the guards from uh, Portland. I just, I don't buy it. Portland looks like the all-around better team. They've got the better inside game. They've got better chemistry. Um, And I know it is an elimination game, and Russell Westbrook is going to take 28, 30 shots at least. And he has been wildly inconsistent and inefficient. And Paul George has not played well, uh, really from towards the end of the season on, and especially through this series, I don't see any reason why they would be able to go to Portland and win this game. I'm taking the Blazers minus three. I got 50 bucks on that at minus 135. Uh, I think the line is actually minus four. I bought a point back just to just to get it to a nice round three. It's one possession. Make it easy. Uh, next up, I've got a parlay. I'm taking the Bruins, Sharks, and Blazers tonight. Moneyline parlay, 37.50 at plus 385. So 37.50. To win 144-38 on that one. Uh, And then I've got another basketball just to close out. I've got 25 bucks on Russell Westbrook scoring over 25 and a half points. There is no chance that he doesn't go for at least 30. In his last three elimination games, he has gone for 40 plus in every one of them. 25 and a half ain't nothing on this. He's going to shoot the ball. He's going to be the human uh, human Uzi, right? Uh, Tony Allen used to call uh, Kimba Walker that. I'm telling you, Russell Westbrook is is taking the game over for better or not. Uh, he is going to take the most shots. I look for him to take at least 28 to 30 shots, maybe more. He is going to do whatever he can by himself because he doesn't trust his teammates, which is another reason why I think that the Blazers end up winning this game. Uh, as always, you can find the picks over at winningcureseverything.com. You go up to the navigation bar, click on Gambling Picks. You'll find everything there. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is. We're on there. Uh, Twitter, follow us there. Follow us on Facebook. Share the show out. Leave us some nice comments. Leave some nice reviews. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. I uh, I hope you have a good evening.